Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta, yeah. Dukes, dig it. There but for the grace of God, it was me. to be this week man what a week uh the uh we we were on location for this week the shows are very different i gotta say tor never before has a trip dominated the entire context of a week like it did this week uh we were on location in afton nelson county virginia on the Brew Ridge trail saying at the boogie nights manor and uh, the shows were absolutely out of control. Debaucherous is the term I used on social media, and you're going to get a little taste of that today. Welcome, everybody, to the program. I am your host with the most big shoot on the Internet, screaming into a computer like the rest of everybody, every single athlete, every single wrestler, every single comedian, every single ex-politician. They all got podcasts, and they all, well, I'd say 99% of them suck. Not this one. Uh, good to be here with you on a Friday. Good looking Friday. Of course, there is Gigantor, my executive producer, the cold soldier, big smoke himself, the Jolly Ogre, who um, I'm absolutely pleased to say, with all of his athletic prowess, of course, he played collegiate football. I put him on his ass right as I walked into the Fortress of Solid Dudes today to such an extent that he turtled up into the fetal position and couldn't stand for, I would say, roughly 35 to 45 seconds. Okay, you turned the corner on me. I didn't think you were up here. I did turn me. the corner. I didn't even turn the corner. I just walked off. I just walked down the hallway. I always walk down to get into the studio. I even said, hey, Tor, when I walked in. I was in the back. I was getting you a bubbly and a soda as I was getting Thank you, myself by the way. a water. Thank you very much. And um, I heard the elevator go off, but it wasn't the big ding. It was just a... Boop. There's and a then, couple of different dings. Yeah. So I got the boop, and then I'm like, okay, so maybe he's coming up here soon. Uh, but it's just, it's not the big ding that's let you know, okay, we're on this floor, we're on the floor. So I'm just walking back casually, and then here comes Duke's like a fucking ghost. Cat like reflexes. And then I, I've never, nobody's ever walked quieter in their life. Thank you. A lot of people called me Shinobi in, uh, in grade school, and then Ninja Gaiden is what I was known as in high school when I would creep around. You know, when you turn around, look, and Batman's gone, like you're just having a conversation with him by the bat signal, and he casually turned back around, and he's gone. That's me. That's what I'm capable of. I'm just a little nervous that it, when Tor thought there was somebody in the room, instead of, like, I don't know, taking a swing or maybe a double leg, which I thought I, I definitely would have been vulnerable to, he dropped to the floor and turtled up in the fetal position. 
and sat there for roughly 45 seconds. I got to say, I'm a little shocked with your response time. I had to catch my wind uh, because you had taken it out of me because I was so startled. Uh, it was a startled moment. Uh, but I recognized, uh, oh, it's Dukes. I don't need to. Oh, that's Dukes. I don't have to get him. I don't have to strike him. You didn't him. get it. Is that what you're doing right there? You're doing the punch like you're going to get me? Uh, yeah, I would have just, just done the strike. Well, the way that I would have countered and the way that I know now that I can destroy you is I'll just walk into the room. That's that's the way that I know. I'll be able to just, you'll, you'll be hanging them up after that. <clears throat> Man. Um. Torek, I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling the after effects still of this week. Uh, I can safely say it's been too much. Uh, but we put in some motherfucking work this week. Uh, if you're listening to the show, first of all, we did a fa fantastic bonus show on Thursday night for the Fortress Film Society. We reviewed um, Nick Cage's movie, Willie's Wonderland, which is available on demand. I thought it was a lot of fun. Talked to a lot of, a lot of movies. And then we did... Um, Four episodes, I think two full episodes from down in Nelson County, Virginia, which if you're unfamiliar, it's a, it's a big stretch of highway that has a, just an absolute buttload of breweries and distilleries and vineyards and barbecue joints. And it's absolutely one of the most gorgeous patches of the state and had a tremendous time. But when I say debauchery uh, tour, I went back and I was actually listening to some of the episodes this week to air check them to make sure everything sounded okay. I mean, I don't, we kept up a pace for those 48 to whatever it was, 64 hours. Man, I mean, we, we packed a lot of living into those two days. Uh, it was not out of hand, but it was. A couple times it was. I'd say it was teetering for most of the trip to getting very close to out of hand. Harris teetering. Yes. So it's difficult to put together like a, this is, we don't, want, we don't usually call this like a best of show. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's kind of like it's supposed to be a sample given of, of what takes place. And so we're going to do that. And I'm going to try to set these clips up as best I can. But first and foremost, do me a favor. If you guys are a bunch of takers out there and all you're doing is listening to this episode, that's fine. I, I've said that's fine. <clears throat> I appreciate you listening to the show in any way that you possibly can. That being said, if you could let people know, we do fresh content on this show. Like, we come in and we do the goddamn ins and outs every single week because we want these to not just be clip shows. I just got a text from Bustles, who has been doing merchandise for my various projects for almost two decades now. And he said, oh, there's, there's new stuff on the Friday shows? I had no idea. I've never listened to one of them. Tor, I'm getting that more and more. I have to say it's incredibly frustrating. People need to spread the word and realize there's new stuff on these shows, too. You get about 20 minutes worth of new stuff on this show. At least. At least. I, I, do topics. We do fun bits. There's jocularity. I mean, I could just do a quick intro with a little bed music and, and go three. Here's the three cuts and have at it. But no, we come in and we do the come in special. Do it. We do the damn thing because we want to make it worth every like if you're a subscriber and the, the hope is that you subscribe like we're having an enormous amount of fun. I think we're putting up some really good shows. We're getting some really positive feedback. If you follow us on social media, you'll see that. Um, you know, the goal is for people to sign up and subscribe for the show. But as an entity, we want this to be uh, something that is palatable for both subscribers and takers alike. So that's kind of where we're at. So uh, if you can spread that word for us, we would greatly appreciate it. And also appreciate everyone that's leaving the five-star reviews and subscribing wherever you find your podcasts as well. Appreciate our uh, sponsors, by the way, and everybody that supports them. My buddy Joe Azer, I think I told you about him. 
Um, if you're buying or selling a home, he's your guy in the Northern Virginia area. If you're out in Cali or any of the other places, listen, Texas, we got listeners and we got weird listeners in Delaware. Um, I don't know if Joe can help you there. You can call him and ask him, but he, everybody in this area, it can be helped by Joe Azer. I mean, there's just money to be made if you sell your house right now. And if you're like me and you're lazy and you don't want to, you just want to sign the paperwork and have somebody that knows what they're doing, take care of the rest. That's Joe. He's got local lenders. Uh, he can get you qualified quickly for a home loan. He's got home inspectors ready to go on two hours notice. He's got contractor connections for any project, big or small. You're either prepping your house, you got to get something fixed, or you're going into a new home and you got to get something fixed. He's got all the people that can take care of it. So basically, you're just signing on the dotted line. And he's a tremendous supporter of this show. Love Joe. Uh, we've seen listeners buy houses with him and sell houses with him. Lots of leads generated. He loves working with the filthy animals that listen to this debaucherous program. Program. Call him up, 571-989-AZER. That is 571-989-2937. Make sure you say you heard about him on the Chad Dukes show, and he will sell your home for a flat commission of 1% at closing and also cover the cost of the home warranty for the seller as well. On top of all of that, uh, I think you're going to get a two-year home warranty at no cost to you if you are buying a home too. Joe's a man. She'll take care of you. Uh, give him a shout. And his information's on our Instagram too. If you want to take a look there. Oh, yes. Downtown Fairfax, right next to the fire department. Nonstop sirens all the live long day. We're going to guide our ship right into the side of an island. There's so many sirens down here in Fairfax. Okay. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit. We didn't get a chance to do many topics uh, tour during the week just because there was so much going on with that trip. God damn, man. The NFL draft is here. And there's a massive debate now. I saw Vegas has the odds completely flipped now. It was Mac Jones going three overall to the 49ers, who, of course, mortgaged there, did an RG3-like maneuvering to move up and get that third pick. Now Justin Fields is up there, and I don't know if it's one of two things. Here's what I think. Over the past week, there was that picture of Kyle Shanahan that surfaced, like just sitting there and kind of shooting the shit with Justin Fields. He's got a big old shitting grin on his face. Yeah. People really made a big deal of that. And also... It would not surprise me if the league itself was involved in some of this coverage because if the first three picks are just in the bag, they could be worried about television numbers <clears throat> for the draft because everyone knows who's going one and two. What are the chances you think the 49ers sacrificed all those picks to go up for either one of those quarterbacks? Because I would assume it's one of those two quarterbacks. I would bank on Fields over Mac Jones. Maybe I'm just getting duped because Mac Jones looks kind of dopey sometimes, and he kind of gives me that Eli Manning vibe. But I, I guess it's just I feel like I feel like Mac Jones is Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're not going to draft the quarterback with the number three pick in the entire NFL draft to get the same guy that you still have on your roster to a mega contract. So right. I could see them getting Justin Fields, who is similar, if not better, with the arm, but also very mobile and strong on the ground game also. I like Fields, uh, but it, I, I cannot fully bite that Mac Jones is going three. Saw another report that Kyle Shanahan, one of the reasons why he wouldn't be in the fields is he just wants kind of like a plug-and-play guy because his system's so scary good, and that would lend people to believe that it is Mac Jones. Here's the problem. These numbers have been circulating around for a, a long while. The, the, the record between... Gabbert and Hoyer and C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins and all the other garbage that has been there. And with with um, with Garoppolo, who I think we would say is probably 
how would you characterize him? Just an above average quarterback, like a slightly above average quarterback. Yeah, if if it's if there's six tiers of quarterbacks in the in the NFL, he'd be sitting in the third tier. I think that's probably right. It's just an absolute bloodbath when you look at the difference in record. And I I feel like this is I don't know how much of that's true, but here's what I can tell you: you look at his record with offensive coordinating. What it was at the Browns, the Falcons, the Redskins and now being the head coach of the 49ers. All these guys that are like, and his dad did this. This was always the report while we were here in Washington, D.C. Well, it's, I, I don't. I can use it with anybody. We'll just put Rex Grossman in there. My system's so scary good. That's just always bullshit. Like, your system is a part of it, but if you're, if you're going to draft one of those quarterbacks because you truly believe that, you don't sacrifice all those picks. And I think that's an easy rap to hit him with, especially when you look at his record with quarterbacks that aren't elite, that are running the Kyle Shanahan system. But I can't think a guy could reach this level and be – I was about to say I can't think a head coach could be narcissistic, and that clearly is not the case. But, Tor, you, he's got to be aware of his records, right? You, you don't sacrifice all of that to go up and get a glorified game manager, especially when you have, you know, been this – how much longer is Kyle Shanahan going to be this young, up-and-coming gunner, one of the, the brightest minds, the greatest offensive influencers in the league when they continue to lose the way that they do? It, uh, you're completely right. And the uh, you can't just say my system could fit every single player. It doesn't work like that. We no. saw a 20-year system that worked with one player and one coach, and they won six Super Bowls in the New England Patriots, and it was one player and one coach, and the system reflected each other. Cam Newton came in. System didn't, system didn't work as good. Uh, Bruce Arians said, okay, look what they're doing in New England. I'm going to let my system reflect my quarterback. I'm going to let everything just work together. You can't just be binary like that and say, this is how we do it. I can get anybody. All the players are just numbers because every player is different. Every single player has different strengths and weaknesses and different varying, a different variance of grades. So it's kind of, it is kind of a narcissistic statement to say I could plug in any quarterback into my system. I also think you can't go the other way, Tor. Like, I don't know that you can design your entire offense around a unique skill set. And I think we're seeing the limit of that in Baltimore. Like, Lamar Jackson is clearly one of the best football players in the league. I don't think anybody would argue that from his strongest detractor to, you know, I'm a casual critic. But I think that when you're like, all right, we're going to change absolutely everything about our offense to fit this one guy. There's a limit to that. I, I think when you get past the shock and awe portion of the, oh, my God, this guy can run and pass, defenses are too smart. These athletes are too good. The, the, the schemes are too – uh, Lamar Jackson may be you know, a percentage point higher than the rest of the athletes in the league, but that's it. And, and then you also have schemes that can co combat any system. And I think you're kind of seeing that. It's like, okay – once we get into the postseason and teams realize, well, if we take this away or we, you know, we pressure here, then we're going to have an impact. I think you got to have a combination of both. And I think you got to be able to, I hate to keep going to Russell Wilson, but okay, if you're going to have a mobile portion of your component, you're going to also have to have a guy that can run a traditional NFL offense. I still think that's important, even though it has become clear that this is a league that can support quarterbacks that can do both and they can stay upright. And yeah, this paradigm is shifting slightly, but I think you're right. It can't just be we're a one man army. And if Cam Newton rushes for two touchdowns and throws for three more, we're going to win. But, uh, you know, if he doesn't, then we're definitely going to lose. It's got to be scheme and player alike. And I, I would have to assume Kyle Shanahan knows that he has to, but I don't. It, I don't know why it would it wouldn't behoove him to say. 
I understand that I need the right players for my right. scheme. It, what does that is that a pride thing? It it might be, but it doesn't seem like it's a that big of an issue because all other thirty one coaches are saying the exact same thing. Everybody says the exact same thing. Right. It, you're going to say same thing with college coaches. You're going to say we're not, we're going to we don't need to recruit the highest character guys. What does that mean? You not no one's ever going to say that. So why no. would you? You want to say that you're. There's certain little structures that make you, you know, passable as a coach. It gives you a little more credibility. You cannot just say, I can do whatever I want and then not win any Super Bowls. And then people think that you're still great. Winning Super Bowls is hard, man. I mean, look how long it took Andy Reid to win Super Bowls. I was listening to an old Ron and Fez, and, and, and Ron Bennington literally says, Now that Andy Reid's gone, I think we have a chance to maybe get better. And you're like, What the fuck? Now you might have been kidding. Um, I also think when you talked about low and high character guys, so much is made of that. Uh, I just don't think you can do the Lyle Alzado Raiders anymore, but I think you can have a structure. I mean, the Patriots are the perfect example, but I think you can have a good team with a solid infrastructure where you can bring in troubled players and your culture will help them. And also, by the way, if you're good enough, if your culture can't help them, okay, goodbye. You know, good luck someplace else. Maybe you'll latch on somewhere else. I think Pittsburgh is like that. Think of all the knuckleheads that went through Pittsburgh and they were able to produce and win and contribute. Like It's just a, a different set of circumstances. And there's teams that can do that and there's teams that can't. It's a more fluid situation than I think this binary conversation than we constantly have. But do we agree? If you're going to tune in for anything in the draft, the number three pick is the money spot. Like That's where you want to be to see what actually happens. Uh, 100%. And then... Um I'll probably text you after the fifth pick. Very, very mad at what Atlanta does. They have the fifth pick. Or they have the fourth. They have the fourth I'm pick? Gonna be, yeah, I'm going to need to wait till the fifth pick to actually simmer down. Do they? Um, is there anyone they're zeroing in on right now that you would be happy with, that you would be satisfied with, with all the needs they seem to have? I want Sewell. I want the, okay. the big tackle from Oregon. I I get it. Kyle Pitts is, could, has the potential to be one of the best tight ends in the league. Okay. How many – there's two first-round tight ends in the last nine years that I would have been acceptable taking in the first round. Not even with the fourth pick, but in the first round. Uh, and then quarterback situation, it's just – I cannot lose a four-pick player on a quarterback who probably won't pan out. They just don't pan out as much as they used to or whatever because what are, you, what are we looking at? We're looking at – what, when did Herbert get taken? Was he like 28th or something? He was deep in that draft, I think, when he last year. It, it just – maybe it was like 15th. I'm crossing my wires up. But, yeah, one quarterback prove, was proven to be elite. Burrow got hurt, but Burrow could still be good. But they don't all pan out. CeCe, Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones draft. What are we doing there? They were taken high. It's not worth it for me. I would agree, and I think that when you look at um, – by the way, he was a third quarterback taken behind Burrow and behind Tua, who, again, still has a lot to uh, oh, improve. Right. By the way, I mean, there was some of that crap coming out of draft uh, – coming out of the 2020 draft also. They were talking about how he was soft and how he was immature. Dude, it's also lightning in a bottle, man. And yeah. it's, it, you know, a lot of it is just, I think, you don't know. Remember when you were telling that story when you got the collegiate football and that guy like rang your bell that's the senior the very first day, and you're like, oh, this is the this is the sport. I think there's guys that get up to the next level and they're like, oh, this is gonna be easier than I thought. And it just clicks for them for whatever the chemistry, the prep or whatever. And he clearly was one of them. Also, that team was really talented. Like we look at the record for the Chargers and we're like, oh, they suck. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a very talented team. They're probably going to have a lot of success moving forward. Um, did you see that Dan Snyder is suing Bruce Allen? 
<laughs> I got to say this. If you're a Washington fan like I am, you got to love that it don't matter because you can't have a more chaotic season than you did last year. It just can't possibly fucking happen. So whatever the separation of church and state was that you are yearning for, at least as of right now, that's going on. Because Dan Snyder's personal life and professional life has as much insanity and moral turpitude as it always has but the team still was as organized and as probably functional as it has been in a couple of decades while that was going on. And oh, by the way, they had a tremendous offseason. So first of all, please let Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen have a big, ugly, duke it out, Kong versus Godzilla on top of the fucking aircraft carrier type of brouhaha. Because if that could be happening while the team is getting better and be the favorites to win the NFC East, I'll sign up for that 10 days out of 10. I feel so bad for Ron Rivera. I, I just feel bad for the guy. He knew what he was getting into, brother. I guess so. You knew what he he knew what he was getting into, and so far he's built for it. The, ca- the cancer stuff. And then, by the way, the name stuff is still going on. Did you see the email that went out for the, the names they're asking people about, if they would like them or not? It's as bad as Sea Dogs and all the Wizards bullshit as well. And one of them was Washington, D.C. football clubs, who so would be like WDCFC. It was fucking, dude. I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm going to have to pick a new team. Is what I'm going to be worried about because if they're named something embarrassing, after all the embarrassing shit that's happened, I've, I've talked to, spoken to a lot of my fellow Redskins fans. They all say that they're going to be able to stomach it. That they'll root for the team no matter what. I can't root for the Blue Bombers. I'm sorry. I just I cannot root for a team that's going to be named something that my SYC soccer team would have been named. Um, if it's not going to be the Red Tails, keep it to the football team for me. That's my personal preference. Red Tails stinks. I like the Red Tails. I don't like the Red Tails. That's fine. Uh, you don't have a dog in the fight, by the way. You don't have a fucking, you don't care about Slow the down. team. You don't care if they're embarrassing. You don't care if that's an embarrassing name. Stop with the red. You don't need to keep anything red. If you're going to keep everything the way that it is, there's no reason to move it on from what you have now. I see Washington football team shit all over town. If you win and that's the name of the team, you will be fine. <sighs> I don't think you want a chance giving it a stupid, limp-deed fucking name and having people again be... Because right now, I feel like everybody's kind of calmed down about the Redskin stuff. Like, the people that are really for it, the people that are really against it, they kind of, okay, it's gone. We're neutral. And, and, and again, winning will assuage all of this. I do not want to fire it back up by calling them the powder puffs or whatever was on that goddamn list. It was, each one was more embarrassing than the next. War, I think Warriors was on there. And again, I think I'd be okay with Warriors, but I think that we're in such a, a sensitive society that the fact that war is in the name could be a problem moving forward. I absolutely think that people would do that. All right. So there's all that. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's set this up. So... What you have here on the show today is you have there's a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Jester who has been on the show or worked on shows. He's worked at the radio station I used to work at. He's worked on a big on Duke's podcast I used to do. He's always been around. I think they laid him off when COVID happened, just like they laid everybody off when COVID happened. So I don't know if he still has any affiliation with any type of radio at all. But he's a good dude, and he runs the cameras on the Friday Night Hoot Nanny for the show. And so we said, hey, Jimmy, come on down with us. A couple of things happened with Jim Jester down on this trip. One is there was a situation where he went to where we were staying tour. There was no Piggly Wiggly. There was no Magruder's. There was no grocery store. Right. 
there was a Dollar General, inexplicably. And I guess they have a freezer aisle. So we requested that he get some freezer food because there's also no DoorDash or Uber Eats down where we were or a pizza delivery service. If you're in your house at night, you don't have food, you don't have food. So we requested that he pick up some freezer food at this Dollar General. What happened was absolute bedlam. I I can't even do a good job of of describing it. You're going to have to hear it. So that's one of the segments you're going to hear. The other is Jim Jester. Sleep apnea is not the correct term for what he has. I think possession may be the correct term for what he has, an evil spirit, something that John Constantine should be called in to handle. Um, And by the second night of the trip, Tor had had the foresight to bring a digital recorder with him. We decided it would be prudent to tape the sounds and the noises that Jim Jester was making while he was sleeping uh, and then report on them during the shows this week. And... I, I thought the craziest back and forth, craziest audio was when we discussed what happened in the freezer aisle tour. But then the tape of what was going on when he was sleeping is an absolute boondoggle as well. This is some of the most insane audio you're going to hear coming out of the show, I think, since the show's inception. It's almost divine how how he was shaking and, and, and not moving. It's almost like he's dead, except he's breathing and you can hear him. So you know he's not dead, but you're like, this guy might be dead. It's a really, really weird situation to hear, I'd say, a lot of ruckus happening and someone to not be awake, especially when the ruckus is maybe three inches from his face. Yeah, there's a, there's an enormous amount of ruckus. And by ruckus, I mean my nether regions, my private parts, were about three inches from his face and then maybe another man's gigantic white butt cheeks. It was quite the scene down there. Um, I got this text from our buddy Eric Nagel, uh, E-Rock, of course, the uh, former executive producer of Opie and Anthony. Um, I guess he listened to the segment, and he sent this text, quote, dissection of Jester sleeping and tour using your bathroom is the most ONA-ish segment to date. Uh, That's pretty high praise, (laughs) I got to be honest. And E-Rock would know. So, um Oh, yeah, I forgot you used my bathroom again. Oh, motherfucker. Please get past that. I'm, I'm sorry. Every time it brings up, I have to apologize again. I'll give a sincere apology every single time. I think Tor thought the best way to thank me for uh, providing a beautiful place for us to stay for a lovely weekend and, and doing some great shows is to wave his genitals at my wife. So, um, <laughs> I didn't realize you were still so triggered by that. I'm not tr- I'm just very upset with myself. Don't be young, man. It was a tremendous week of shows. We had a great time. Um, and we wouldn't have that audio if you hadn't brought that recorder, too, which I'm out for eternally be thankful for. Uh, well, let's listen to it. Here is some chicanery from Nelson County, Virginia, this past week. If you'd like to hear the entire story, all the shows, all the bonus shows, please subscribe at chaddukesshow.com. If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Purcellville, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at Monk's BBQ. That's at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. Ant-Man volunteers to go to the store yes. to get a turbo football. I, 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 I issued a proposition to him. I think it was, I'll pay for the football if you go get it. I'll pay for, for the football. I'll give him 20 for a $4 football. Oh, shit. To go get. Well, gas money. Little gas and maybe the football and maybe a couple frozen snacks for later on in the night. Ant-Man agrees. Yes. Then when he realizes he has to stand up and move, he then says, I ain't going to do it. I offered him a carry back up the, the ramp also. Yeah. He, uh, the, 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 what you don't understand, the place we were at, there's this big giant ramp to get up so it's handicap uh, accessible. 
And Tor volunteered to meet Ant-Man at the bottom and fireman's carry him up the ramp because Ant-Man said it was too exhausting to walk up the ramp again. What ultimately happened was Ant-Man throws the keys to Jim Jester and says, Hey, drunky, you go ahead and take my car down to the Dollar General and go ahead and get that football there. Go get get." <laughs> we tell Jester as he's leaving, Hey, check the freezer aisle. Because if there's any freezer food, like, mm. there's no DoorDash down here. There's no... Uh, Uber Eats. There's none of that stuff, right? Right. We got into my, We might need some food back at the house when we start getting drunky. Jester says, don't worry about it, dear boy. We're going to go ahead and get it. I bet they got some frozen crab bowls. I'm going to bring them back on up here. I don't love my family. So we're sitting there and we're having seltzers and we're having ciders and it's a beautiful day. And like, gorgeous. I'd, I'd say roughly an hour goes by. This place is two minutes away. It's yeah. two miles up the road, two miles back. We're like, oh, shit. Jester and Aunt Joe are probably buying the whole freezer aisle. We're going to get some strudel. We're going to get some Hungry Man dinners. We're going to get some TGI Friday's boneless wings. Like, all of the like, you know, fucking Totino's pizzas. Like, we're getting it all. We're going to be driving home with food they like, bought so much. Oh, my God. They probably bought so much freezer food. Like, we're going to have to tell them, hey, yo, the freezer's not big enough for all this freezer food. Let's flash forward. They come back. They have a football and two packets of Sweet and Low. And that's all they fucking have. And by the way, I believe your $20 was pocketed for that $4 football. Is that, is that true? I told Jester to keep the change before... Uh, you filthy animal. Before learning what they had uh, purchased at the Dollar General. Let's not even get to it. Let's, well, let's get to it. Yes. <laughs> they get back. They have the football. And we're like, Jester, did they not have any freezer food at the Dollar General? Because Ant-Man's like, they always got freezer food. I lived off it for 10 long years. Jester says all they had was pot pies. So I didn't buy anything. And popsicles, excuse me. Which sound amazing. Which, by the way, both of those would have been completely acceptable. Yeah. I then press him, Tor. I say, Jester, what about pot pies do you think wouldn't work bringing them back to this fucking house? To this place where all we did last night was heat up freezer food. And he went, <laughs> fuck you, Dukes. And that was the end of the conversation. I am still completely bamboozled. As to why they both, him and Aunt Joe, looked at the frozen pot pies, knew the drunken debauchery that happens here in this evening, and decided, nah, nobody will want those. Um, I'll let Jester give his explanation, but on the ride home... There is no explanation. ...from Bald Rock, I, I remember saying to you, I would eat a Clorox pot pie at 2 a.m. Oh, yeah, morning. a Scrubbing Bubbles pot pie. It does not matter to me. A chicken pot pie is as good a drunk food as you can get. But and also, a, you, you were making fun of his weight earlier, which I'm not going to do. That was pretty low. By I didn't you. mean to. I'm that was sorry. pretty low. You said he weighed two more pounds than Ant-Man, and that was real low. Was. Jester, you're a gentleman like me, like everybody here, that likes you know some junk food at night. Yes. I, I need you to give me a real... I need you to actually drill down into your honesty and tell me what it is about a pot pie that you think is unworthy of being brought home to an establishment such as this. Do you know how many vegetables are in those oh, things? Oh, you're not being <laughs> honest. He's doing a bit. Not being, although he doesn't like vegetables at all. It wasn't terrible, though. Like, there was parsley given to him with a fucking a hamburger, and I thought he was going <laughs> to twist the girl's head all the way around on her shoulders. Carrot. What is this fucking shit? Couldn't be me. That looks like a sprig of parsley. Is that on the side of my crab balls? <laughs> Fuck you! 
we got that we got those burgers this afternoon, and there was a, a pepper on the top. I thought I oh, saw. Oh, dude, it. I, he fired yesterday, it into the river. Yesterday, a long toss on the uh, highway. I thought he there hit was a pepper. <laughs> there was a pepperoncini on a fucking toothpick, and I watched Jester slide it off the toothpick and fire it into the yard. You hate fucking vegetables, seriously though. But let's just think outside yourself. <laughs> You know the people you're dealing with here. You know that we would have eaten those pot pies. This is very true, but my my point of thought was pizza. And the only pizzas they had there were supreme. I don't know if anybody... They had fucking pizzas! You said they didn't have pizzas! You said they didn't have fucking fucking pizzas! Who the fuck eats a supreme pizza? You're a fucking liar, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is... Oh, Tordo, do it! Stop spiking those drinks! Stop spiking those drinks, Tor! You fucking lie! What is stopping me from throwing everything in this room at Jim Jester right now? Easy, Tor! Easy! Tor's punching water bottles right now. You eat a Supreme pizza? They yes! Fucking just, I would eat a shit pizza at 3 o'clock in the morning! You it's got onions on it! Dude, you said there was no pizza, though! What the fuck? Dude, I'm gonna call a full timeout here. I need you to call the police. Because either I'm gonna die or somebody else is. This is... okay. Stop so wasting those water bottles, Ant-Man! We came back and we're, we're recording this fresh. Oh my god! Oh shit. Hit him with the pop gun. We're recording this fresh because we thought it would be good. It's not good anymore, this dude. This was the it's freshest good, information we could have ever received at fucking Bull they, Rock. They had delicious pizzas, but they were supreme, and I ain't gonna eat that. It's just like fucking Ant-Man with the corn dogs canceling the chicken finches. It's the same thing. Oh. Were you looking for Domino's? <laughs> no, but cheese pepperoni would have been nice. Stop yelling. Sorry. You don't get to yell. Son of a bitch. This was... God, can we you would think have of other taken, people other than yourself? We would have taken anything. Oh my god. We were. Joe, where the fuck are you? You're over here. Yeah, wait a minute. Oh, Joe's oh, fucking complicit, too. You get his complicit. You're fucking complicit, Joe. Get on the mic. You're a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar. You get on the mic. We gotta fucking interrogate it. Get on the mic. Get over here, this what is outrageous. Us from pulling down every fixture in this house. Oh my god. I'm livid. So you were in on this conspiracy, Joe? What, what are you talking about? Oh, Did you see? Hold on. All right, calm down, calm down, calm down. Did you fucking see Supreme Pizzas in the freezer at the Dollar General? No, I did not. Oh, bullshit. I did not. You didn't see him? No, I did not. But did you know that Jester saw them? Wait, no, I did not know that Jester saw them. There were Supreme Pizzas in the freezer. So why did why did you say there was no pizza? You know what? I believe Joe. I believe Joe at this okay. point. Okay, Joe, why didn't you get the pot pies? But I just didn't. I figured nobody really wanted it. What I'm going to kill you. That's all I think. I'm going to kill but you tonight. If I had known, if I had known those mouth. Supreme Pizzas, I would have gotten Joe, that. Joe, Joe, sure. Joe, go back, go back, go back. Oh. Why the fuck? With the people you are hanging out with tonight, would you think that we wouldn't want a pot pie? I ate 40 pizza bagels at 3 a.m. last night. You think I wouldn't enjoy a fucking pot pie, you bastard? This is, this is the biggest conspiracy in the history of the show. I can't fucking believe it. And if Tuan comes out tonight, I hope that means that it's la- Jester's last night on Earth. When he starts running in his sleep, I hope it's away from Tuan and his box cutter. This is infuriating, to say the least. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been madder. Joe, so you looked Joe, you looked in the freezer. Jester saw the Supreme Pizzas and you didn't. Is that you swear to God? Yeah, I did not see the Supreme Pizzas. You would have bought them. 
Yes, I definitely would have bought Why this. did your partner in crime, why did the Murt talk to your rigs? Look there and say, because remember the bullshit tour he was running when he came back? He said, I was looking for pizzas there, boy, and there weren't no goddamn pizzas. And there were pizzas. They were supreme pizzas. I was a jester <laughs> apologist at Bullfrog. You Rock. have been the whole week. I said, you know what? Jester had his blinders on. He was looking for pizza. I, I'm upset about the pot pies, but I can understand and get over it. I can't understand, and I can't get you over it. You fucking saw pizzas, Jester. And he said, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And it was on my dime! You know what it is? You know what it is, Tor? Because oh, he didn't want to eat the vegetables on the pizzas, so then they were completely discounted at that point. Yeah. Meanwhile, pick them off, you fucking lazy a, I bastard. A, I need a verbal confirmation so I know that I'm not going insane right now. Oh, he is being outrageous Did about this. Did you just see the pizzas? I mean, he's right behind me. I don't know how he missed them. He's not. He's in the kitchen. Why, well, didn't, why didn't you buy the pizzas, Jester? Because there's onions and there's oh, vegetables I'm going to, I'm going and there's peppers. Here, You're such an asshole. Hey, what are the what are these ten things on the on the edge of your fucking knuckles? Skin, fucking fingers. Could you use any of those to pick off the onions and Finchers. the peppers? Well, I could, but they'd be very hot. I'm gonna fucking. He's not. I'm, we're we're not getting any honesty out of him at all. He's doing nothing but shtick. Do you hate me? Do you understand that other people would have liked them, though, Jester? That other people exist in this world? We live in a society. I swear to God, like the Popeyes, I didn't think anybody here would eat a Supreme Pizza. Uh, this okay, is, here's this a, is fucking... If I sent you to the Dollar General with uh, 40 instead of 20, would you have bought them? Yeah, we got any 40s, by the way? I'm fucking Probably thirsty, not. So. We can make some. I'm so distraught. I, I don't know how many... Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to. NFL draft season is upon us. It's possible you might have Trevor Lawrence's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football. For all my draft geeks, we have an exclusive 20% off promo code DUKES at manscaped.com. Will your favorite team go defensive back in the first round? Not sure, but I am sure that with the Lawnmower 3.0, you can get your D back. They have a fantastic ceramic blade and skin-safe technology. Your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection you need for your franchise quarter balls. I want you to look in the mirror. Do you see any nose or ear hairs dangling? Look, fellas, 79 percent of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff the weed whacker nose hair and ear hair trimmer is your solution why not use the best tools for the job here trust us here at the chad duke show the manscaped 3.0 trimmer is fantastic it cleans you up very well get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code dukes at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code dukes it's time you turn that team in your pants around with manscaped the Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies. I don't know why, but 2.30 seemed to be the, the witching hour for us uh, during this trip. Jester turns in, I'd say roughly around 1.30. Uh, and when I say turn in, he turns into a snore monster uh, that goes into the other room and just starts making all of his unholy noises. Now... Torrid thought ahead, and he had brought... What type of recorder did you bring now? I brought a, a Zoom field mic. Okay. For basically, like, if you were a beat reporter in a locker room, you're going to ask uh, Ron Rivera a question, right? Exactly. I, I got it for a uh, college football press conference. Makes sense. Doing interviews. Uh, decent quality. 
And uh, we wanted to, I think what we said on the show was we wanted to do a service for Jester. You wanted to give him like an MP3 that he could take to the doctor and say, this is what's going on with me, right? Yeah, he can probably take one of these clips, um, one of the five that I've cut for the show here. The rest I probably shouldn't take. I wouldn't because um, I guess we were too drunk to realize that we were doing this as a public service. I, I'm going to try to set this up as best I can because... I um I almost died on the way home from the mountains uh, tour because you reminded me that you had sent me this audio. And after we had taped it last night and we were playing it back, I was laughing so hard that I couldn't sit up and I actually couldn't breathe. Like I, I went past the, I got to catch my breath to, oh my God, if I don't stop laughing, I'm going to pass out. And I'm just, I'm racked over. I don't remember in my life ever laughing like this. And I remember my sides are just killing me. Like my stomach hurts because like you, you just, your muscles are convulsing in ways they don't do even if you're doing sit-ups or something else. And goddamn, if I didn't start listening to that audio again on the way home today and it started happening again, but this time I'm behind the wheel of the fucking car. So I'm laughing and my, and my, my muscles are already sore from fucking laughing at it the night before. And then I can't fucking breathe and I'm jacking the car all over the lane because I'm laughing so hard. So I have to turn off. So I turned off the fucking radio and then I had to stop thinking about it because if I just thought about it, I would start fucking laughing. <laughs> And I'm like thinking about horrible things like death and fuck. I'm trying. I'm trying to think about the worst things ever so I will calm the fuck down and not laugh because I was so uncomfortable from laughing. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to translate. I have no idea. But I'll try to set the stage so we have the best shot at it translating to you, the, the wonderful listeners. <laughs> Tor, has <laughs> Tor has the mic. Jimmy is sleeping on a, on a pull-out couch, yeah. right? Tor is up by his head to his left. He's got the microphone. <laughs> He's got the microphone up by Jester's head. Jester is, for the most part, snoring, but every once in a while, every once in a while moaning. When Jester moans, for whatever reason, I started doing my James Gum impression. <laughs> But I'm not really saying anything. I'm just moaning in the background. <laughs> so you hear that. You also at one point hear me start going like this. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> the reason for that was I had pulled my pants down and I had my dick and my balls in my hand. And I was <laughs> thrusting. <laughs> the third thing you hear is you start hearing these incredibly loud, like what it sounds like thumping noises. And <laughs> that's. <laughs> because we started lobbing full water bottles at Chester, trying to hit him while he was sleeping. Full water bottles and my sneakers. I <laughs> eventually started throwing Tor size 20 sneakers. And I think one eventually does wake him up. Uh, but is that an accurate representation of all you're going to hear during this audio? Yeah, I have it cr chronologically, and each one is a little... You're going to get a taste of what everything that Dukes just said. Okay. And um, Jester actually woke up at the end while I was trying to get the last bit of audio, and I was trying to get real up in there. Yeah, so, yeah. So he rolled over, and he saw me with a microphone. Oh, yeah, how'd that right go? His, he's, he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> I had to make up some crazy example. Like, I don't know, looking at your sleepwear? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Did he know the, but he's... He knew that we were going to be taping him that night. Yeah, I still don't know how much he was oh, <laughs> digging me standing over him while he was sleeping. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I've kind of laughed myself out of it because 
I, I can't laugh like that again. Like it's just it's too <laughs> uncomfortable for me. So, <laughs> well, what you're gonna listen to is I kind of I step on a couple of his moans because the second he starts moaning, I start moaning. But I, th- I think it'll still be worth listening to. All right. So first up is clip one here. Uh, an example of the moaning and snoring. <laughs> is this just the moaning and snoring? Yeah, they're, okay, all, they're all different. Okay, good. All right, let's hear it. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> I just had an idea. We've got to work that audio into the horror movie. Like that has to be something in the horror movie. That last one, but dude, what, what's what about the ah? Uh, like there, there's, it's not just snoring. He's doing some sort of weird moaning thing. He was out cold, also. Holy shit! And you're gonna wonder how he could have stayed out cold through all of this that's happening in the next clip. Okay, so th- how long is this clip? Uh, this clip is about. 20 seconds and this is the introduction of dukes's yells okay all right i gotta i gotta calm myself down because one of the the reason why it's so funny is to picture jester doesn't fucking move an inch while this is happening how i I was yelling at the top of my lungs yes i thought someone was gonna yell at you to quiet down (laughs) there's just no way first of all Jester doesn't deserve this, which is why it's so funny. And then secondly, it's just, I couldn't, how do you explain this to anyone? Like, how do you go up to go up to someone and this is how we spend our fucking Tuesday night? How do you send this to a program director? You say, here, listen, like, I know that I got a bit of a checkered background, but if this is the type of radio you're into, I think I can help you out. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, okay, let's hear, right, let's hear this next clip. Okay. when you were still in the living room also. Oh, really? Yeah, you, you, you were doing that from a distance, and it was still picking up from the microphone on top of Jester's noggin. The second one is so funny. Because he goes, he goes, and I go, Arr! You can't write that timing there. I don't I'd like. I hope that was just my comedic timing, but it had to be a coincidence, right? Oh, God damn, that's funny. Our, our third offering. Which, which clip was that? That was clip two. Uh, clip two is a home run, man. Our third offering here, um, the two water bottles. <laughs> Dude, it's, 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 what I remember about this is it sounds like we're throwing bricks. It sounds so fucking loud. Yeah, it's going to just be ready for it because it's going to hit you in your headphones and you're going to be like, wow. That's- uh, where are the water balls or bottles? Where do they end up hitting? I think one went short and one went long. Okay. Okay. 
bit of a medley. Is you can hear the bottle being thrown too. Oh, Amy's still awake for that, I guess. Yeah, if the listeners listen closely, you can hear Duke's uh, grumpily saying, I missed the last one. Give me another. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Let me hear that again. I missed that part of it. Give me another one. Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Oh, that is tremendous. It was a very subtle, give me another one. <laughs> oh, man. And neither one of them hit. <laughs> that's a no. shame. I think eventually I threw the shoe, and that's what that's what connected. Yeah. And then I remember running very weirdly into the other room. Uh, Joe had, did a very good impression of your, of yeah. your run. What type of run would you call that, Joe? It kind of looked like what Dottie did. What, what you oh, like that? Yes. The, 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 a little the bit sneaking like guy? Yes. I don't like that sneaking guy that Dottie does. Joe said, from what I remember, you had the wide arms and then yeah, you, had, yeah, yeah. you had the knees going out. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a video of like a bunch of guys running like that. Like, there's, yeah. Have you seen the video? It's like a bunch of Spider-Men at a fucking uh, oh, yes. a, uh, Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And they all start running like really weirdly, like waving their arms. I think I was doing that. I've seen that one. Yeah, that's great. Oh, God. All right. All right. Our next offering. Oh, we have more? Yeah, two more. Uh, Duke's yelling in Jester's face. And then within this... <laughs> Keep your ears uh, on Ant-Man, because at this point, um, this is when the mooning happens. Oh, we, I didn't know we were going to talk actually, about Actually, this is pre-moon. Um, you can hear me trying to get Ant-Man away from Jester. Right, because he was going to hang his butt out. I'll, I'll provide more explanation. Do you think Jester would be cool like if we censored the crack of that giant ass that we posted that picture? I don't think so. Well, you should ask, because it's a... It's a trim- Have you seen the picture, Joe? Oh, yes, I did. You showed it to everybody. Oh, I did? I <laughs> yes. don't, yeah, that, that sounds like me. Why are you so upset with this, Tor? Well, Ant-Man's ass looked like one of those big-ass uh, Romano cheeses that they yeah, really, out it's, the- it's a great comparison. There's a lot of nooks and crannies in that ass. It's not nearly as smooth as I thought that it was. But completely hairless, by the way. Like, it's like the surface of the moon. Literally. It's, yeah. So so he's it's trying disturbing. to moon Jester while he's sleeping, and you're upset about that? Uh, I'm trying to keep him off. I'm protecting Jester here. So I was okay. kind of mama bearing while you were also. You're gonna hear your. You're a bit of a mama bear. Hey, this is also while you're yank, kind of doing the uh, 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 in front of a. <laughs> so. Okay, now when I'm doing that, I don't know why I'm doing that because it's not like, it's not like Jester knows I'm doing it, but I, I have my dick and my balls. I've pulled the shorts down and I have them in my hand, and I'm just going uh, 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 like that with the dick and the balls thrusting. We're gonna get those, and then I think at the very top, it's gonna be you literally screaming in Jester's face and him not waking up. <laughs> I sound like a monster. It's another medley. All right, very, how long is this clip? Uh, this clip is a little under 40 seconds. Oh, I'm looking forward to this, Salt Joe. All right, here we go. Oh, 
You know what you don't know is that Ant-Man showed me in the morning, Tor had squeezed his arm so hard, there is a bruised thumbprint on Ant-Man's fucking tricep. <laughs> Why are you squeezing him so hard, you big fucking gorilla? Didn't you learn your lesson? I was just pinching him this time. Oh, my God. So that there's like a fight going on between you and him to try to contain the ass. Yeah, you didn't even... You didn't I'm even, thrusting my genitals on the other side of the bed. You didn't see the fight at all. At one point in this clip... I was too, just, literally too busy thrusting, Joe. You turned around and said... Get, pull your ass out! Pull your ass out! <laughs> uh, you you could di didn't you could you couldn't have qu cared less about the, the the scuffle that we were having. Oh no, not at all, not at all. I was I was a um, I was a maestro in front of his orchestra at that point. That was my symphony right there. That's about as funny as I can be. I mean, I don't know that an audience would think that would be funny, but I, you got you got all the components that I find hilarious: Silence of the Lambs, men's genitals, and men's assholes. That's all I need in my life. Isolate that. CDBTW quotes is going to have a fucking, what is it, Chad Duke's quotes, what is that thing he runs? CDS quotes. Man, he's in Vegas, I think. Oh. People think I run my own quotes Twitter. You know how embarrassing that is? Yeah, that'd be terrible. No, I'm very flattered that I have yeah. a quotes Twitter. I mean, Ronnie B quotes is, the, I would say, the industry standard. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very pleased with that. Um, that's a good, I mean, it's going to have a hard time topping that one. Yeah, that might be the, that might be the, the best one, but on the fifth and final offering, this is when uh, Anthony has his ass out in front of Jester, and you'll hear some of the, some of the process of this, and then I would say utter joy uh, from Dukes while this is happening. Yeah, I would say that's that's absolutely one hundred percent accurate. You would think he was six years old on Christmas, and he just got the best video game that he could have asked for. It's a friend asleep while another friend holds their giant ass inches away from their unconscious head. Why don't you think that's funny? That is. I'm showing sure toward the disturbing. picture right now. <laughs> this is the part that I find the most disturbing. Ant Man's got like what appears to be Pe acne all over don't, his face. No, 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 don't. I'm take a look. Do you see that? You just showed me something I can't unsee. No, you're never gonna unsee that. And also, there's definitely hair and there's some browning going into the crack. I don't know if you'll see that too, but I would love to show this picture to the listening audience. I gotta get some water. I'm gonna. I'm, yeah. We gotta get some relief. We gotta I get gotta some releases signed, though. That's is disgusting. This should be the episode photo if it were up to me, Aunt Joe. <laughs> Tor is hey -eh on my on my comedy bits. You think Jerry Seinfeld has to go through this? He, Charlie Murphy before he did the Prince bit on uh, Charlie uh, True Hollywood Stories on Chappelle Show had to go through this. I think not. Being censored. Did you just compare yourself to Jerry Seinfeld? Huh? Let's uh let's go ahead and hear uh, clip number five. Okay, here, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lose my phone. Pull it up. Pull it up. No, no. Pull it up. I'm gonna pinch you. I'm gonna pinch you. Get I'm gonna pinch you. Get stop it. Stop it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get out of here, Tor. That is the most outrageous audio. I, I, we could never recreate that audio ever again. No. You could realize how badly you come off at all this. I come off. All badly. you're trying to do is stop all the fun that's happening. 
You can always donate to The Chad Duke Show using the donate tab on chaddukeshow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos. Oh, man. Still need to get some milk thistle for my liver after listening to those again. Guys, baseball is back. The NHL and the NBA full swing. And the place you should be betting for all your sports is mybookie.ag. Sign up today, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code DUKES. You will secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Make sure you use the promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's the promo code D-U-K-E-S to claim your first deposit. And it doesn't matter. Whatever the sport is, no matter the minute, my bookie has the live action in your hands. They got all kinds of in-game live betting. I love it, Tor. Lines are moving all over the place during the game. You can bet. You can chase. It's all. It's it's an enormous amount of fun. Thousands of lines and odds. All the games. Any game day can be turned into a payday. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. So they got these, they do these spiffs, these specials where you can get on every once in a while and they'll do like, um, they'll give you a bonus bet or something like that. Uh, I, I forgot this was happening. Um, the, the Triller Fight Club, you're familiar with this? Um, That's what Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fought? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're aware of that, right? Yes. So they're having a card uh, this weekend. Ben Askren is fighting Jake Paul. Of course, Ben Askren from the world of mixed martial arts. Yeah, it's happening this This weekend? Yeah, it's this Saturday night. So Fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah, Chippa. They got a bet right now that if you bet $10 on Ben Askren to win, which, you know, I know he's not a boxer. I know he's known more for his wrestling and his, his mat work. But he's still a professional fighter that's been in Octagon a thousand times, and he's fighting Jake Paul. Not thinking you get two for one. So if you bet ten bucks, you you win twenty bucks. So take that, take that bet, and then also on this same card, I had somehow completely slept on this. Frank Mir, who of course is who, Tor, uh, fighter. You ever heard of Frank Mir? No. <laughs> you know uh, he fought Brock Lesnar twice. Did you know that? No. Former UFC heavyweight? Yeah, I didn't know that. All right. He's only the biggest, one of the biggest names in the sports. He's boxing uh, on the same night against Steve Cunningham, who is a former champion. Frank Mir is, you want to know the line on this? Let's hear it. <laughs> Plus 860 for Frank Mir on the money line. Minus 1420 for Steve Cunningham. So look, he's probably going to lose. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Frank Mir is going to win because I've watched Frank Mir lose a lot in the octagon over the past couple of years. But you can bet 10 bucks and win $86. So I'm doing that as well, Tor. So I, I look, we can put these on my official record. To me, these are just good ways for you to have some money on a couple of these fights and actually have a shot at picking up some bonus cash without really investing all that much, which generally is a lot of fun. Uh, that is a lot of fun, and maybe because you have a fun attitude about it, that's why you have a four and two uh, official record. show record. Yes, and that's that's reflective of you. Uh, your positivity is reflected in the positive. Thanks, record. man. I, people know me as a really positive guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I tried to take all of my my hatred and poor play and the in the poor picks out on the fans in DC. Um, lost the parlay. Uh, Bradley Beal hit a, a shot at, with four seconds left to beat the Warriors. Uh, so I am now two and ten. It's just as bad as it gets. All right. <laughs> you got to redeem yourself, though, young man. All You're right. not going to redeem yourself if you don't start. You still got to keep throwing them punches. 
do jockeys just say, I'm not getting back up on the horse? I don't think so. Never... Unless they break their legs and then the horse gets shot out in the middle of the track. That hasn't been known to happen. So maybe that's what we're maybe we're moving towards that territory with you. If I can't eclipse 10 by 20. Although if I, mean, I can't get 10 wins before I get 20 losses, maybe just put me out the pasture. Rocky Balboa got back in the ring with Mason the Line Dixon. You got to remember <laughs> that as well. Uh, do you have any picks for this week? Let's get some Friday Night Baseball oh, going. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jeffrey, <laughs> where do you want to go? You just want to start chasing baseball games left and right, especially if you're down big. Tigers at A's, 9.40 p.m. Eastern time. I am taking the Athletics to cover minus one and a half, so they are the favorites against the Tigers. I don't think the Tigers are that great. I know they have Badu, and he has come over, and he's had a, a great first season, but I believe in the Athletics for some reason. I don't know why. I guess it's Bob Melvin. It's fantastic analysis. I don't know why I believe in this team. <laughs> they should be better. They already stink this year. You want to, it, the A's are a team you want to root for, uh, but they stink and they just let you down. Whatever. Uh, next game, Dodgers-Padres, two of the biggest heavy-hitting teams in the game. Uh, I am taking the over. I know you see that Walker Bueller is pitching for the Dodgers, and I know he gets a lot of strikeouts and he's got a low ERA. I don't care. The Padres are too low to Machado and Tatis, and the Dodgers score 20 runs a game. So I'm taking the over uh, set at eight. There will be nine total runs scored in this game. Follow me or fade me, all right? Oh, uh, shit. That, we're still there, all right? I... There's the catchphrase. What do you think most people are doing? Fading me. <laughs> Making a ton of money off of it. They would have been big, fat winners if that was the case, most assuredly. Um, oh, I have a little bit of news. Uh, you know that tonight is the Friday Night Hoot Nanny, correct? Yes. How many different theme songs has the great Sonny Ledford done for the Friday Night Hootenanny? I believe he sent in seven. I mean, it's unbelievable. And all of them are tremendous. So he's got a brand new song out. It's a bit of a banger. You can get it on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, Amazon, iTunes, all the different places. Title is title still a thing? I think so. People still use title. Uh, it's called Smoke This Joint. It is a fun song. It's a Sonny Ledford song. Uh, check it out. He, uh, he's always putting out. He puts out. He cranks out a lot of tunage, man. So you go to at Sonny Ledford on Instagram if you want to check that out or Twitter. Um, and he's got a new song and it's it's free. You can listen to it wherever you like. Just check out the algorithm, Jack, that algorithm that is running all of our lives like the Reverend Payton scared the shit out of us a couple of weeks ago with all that conversation. Uh, this week, we've got a bunch of content for you up on the website, the ChadDukesShow.com website. Uh, get all your episodes. One of them was about an hour and 40 minutes long. We There's about a four-hour gap, eight-hour gap in between when we started and finished the episode. It was debaucherous. Bonus show, Fortress Film Society. It's all there for you. If you subscribe, you get access to the entire back catalog. So plenty of episodes for you to listen to if you're looking for something. If you drive for a living or you're tired of political radio or sports radio, I can't blame you. Go to ChadDukeShow.com. Hey, cancel Sirius. Cancel the WWE. Oh, I don't exist anymore. Cancel Peacock. Cancel HBO Max. All that shit sucks. Go subscribe to the Chad Duke Show right there, uh, and you'll be able to get content each and every day. And we think it's pretty damn good. All right, so go check that out. Friday Night Hoot Nanny tonight for free. Go to Facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show. Uh, just another free show that we're going to do tonight. Power Hour between this man right here, Gigantor, and Enoch, who both of them are enormous and play football. They're going to be drinking Ice House for an entire hour. 
Somehow we found two 30 packs of Ice House in 2021 without a time machine. Absolutely unbelievable. You getting hyped? Tor looks like you're getting hyped. You know what? Slime Season 2 dropped last night at midnight. It's a Young, young Thug's newest album. Okay. Enoch's not winning. I got too much energy. I got too much juice. It's so because Slime Season 2 dropped. Slime Language 2. Pardon me. You're going to win the, the fucking drink off? What is? I, they failed to see the corollary here. I just I stayed up an extra hour and a half last night listening to the whole So you ginned up. Were you drinking? Yeah. So you drank the night before? You did you take any time off? Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Good, good. All right. Charge the batteries. The coffers are full. So check that out. That'll be tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, that is Facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show. Uh, thank you again to Jeremy and uh, for letting us uh, use the Boogie Nights Manor. If you'd like to rent the house we went to, you heard all those clips. BoogieNightsManor.com. And on Saturday, I'll be working at Commonwealth Dry Goods if you'd like to come on out and say hi in the beautiful Old Town Fairfax. Tor, thank you for a great week of shows, my friend. Thanks for making it fun. Thanks for uh, hosting the trip. It was a great time, man. We all had a really great time. And thanks to, uh, thanks to all of you for subscribing. That makes it happen. The good Lord is willing. When the creeks don't rise, we'll meet you back here at 7 p.m. for the Hootenanny. Roll out the trash cans.